0: Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. Well, I'm so excited to be able to chat with Tim Needles today. Tim has done an amazing variety of things. He's an artist, a writer. He's trained educators. Uh, he's an award-winning teacher, especially art teacher. He's a STEM and art educator in New York. He's done stand-up comedy. He's played music in bands. He has interviewed movie stars. I mean, <laughs> Tim, Tim, you're incredible. What
1: kind of things have you not done? <laughs> I haven't learned how to surf yet.
0: Yeah. Yet. Okay. So Tim is not yet a surfer, but he is wearing uh, sunglasses that look like he could be straight from the beach. And I'm so excited that we get to chat with Tim today because he's got a brand new book available beginning in March of 2020 called Steam Power. So we get to share some great STEM and STEAM ideas. So first off, Tim, just just tell us about how you got into um, education and especially all the STEAM stuff.
1: Um, well, thank you. Um, uh, I, I got into education about 22 years ago. I, I sort of always knew I wanted to be an art teacher yep. uh, because, you, you know, teachers when I was young really made a big impression on me. Um, and, you know, I just sort of understood that I was going to be an artist and a teacher really at an early age, which is such a gift because, you know, being a teacher and you talk to kids, it's like they really don't know what they want to do. And I understand. Right. But I was lucky enough to, to know early. And I started teaching primarily film. And then um, I branched out into fine arts, which because I was a fine artist and I was teaching in the art department. But I just was experimenting with a lot of technology because I found it fun and interesting uh, and sort of blossomed into, you know, STEAM. Right. Until, you know, before that had an acronym. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And, and that's the cool part, I think, about uh, so many people that are art teachers. And they've been using those STEAM and STEM principles for years
1: with, with or without an acronym. Yeah, I'm actually afraid of acronyms in their education because yeah. you know they tend to like you know actually change the way people think about it and yeah. it actually pigeonholes things. So like yeah. it's just really creative teaching where you do a little bit of everything.
0: Exactly. Um, that's a that's a good reminder for all of us as teachers. Even though you're listening to the STEM Everyday podcast with that STEM acronym to it, this is all really just about uh, educators who are just doing good teaching. So um, let's just dive into especially you got a book coming out and. I'm so excited. I I can't wait to read it. You said there's a lot of arts and crafts books out there, and there's a lot of weighty and inaccessible books out there about STEM and STEAM, but you wanted to write something very different.
1: Yeah, I I have to be honest. Like as a teacher, I don't have that much time to read, unfortunately, (laughs) and I'm a little bit of a lazy reader. I need a a lot of images and I want, I want something that's very accessible as a teacher. And uh, so I really wanted to mix some of the lessons and actually give you projects while you're also understanding some of the mindset and some of the foundational elements that really make for a good STEAM lesson. yeah, so I kind of blended it all together.
0: That's awesome. And you, and you talked about the, the foundational elements. Um, think about those fundamentals of STEAM and STEM. I mean, that's that's something that's really important and a, and a key component of your book. What, what are those things that are fundamentals?
1: So I think, uh, you know, creativity and innovation are sort of at the heart of it. And, mm-hmm. and you need to come at the education with that mindset. So, you know, being an artist, it's, you know, a, create, being creative is sort of second nature to me. And I find that like actually offering students limitations helps them be creative. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, you know, they come in and they say like, oh, I'm just not creative. And it drives me crazy, and I have to help them kind of say, like, no, 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 anyone can be creative. It doesn't mean drawing. It means looking at something differently. So yeah. we talk about failure and curiosity and fun, uh, which is really an underappreciated thing in education. I mean, fun lessons go a long way in making an impact, so that's important, right. too.
0: Right, and I think a lot of kids think of art, and the first thing they I think, I, I can't draw. I can't, I can't take a – I can't make a portrait – but that's not, that's, that's not what art is supposed to be. Yeah, if you can draw, that's a great skill. That's a great talent. But there's so many different aspects of what art and, and how it encompasses and combines with STEM and, and all different other subjects.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, art is more than drawing. And most of the important artists that we cover in class probably can't draw either. I mean, like, that's the, <laughs> the thing. Yeah, people really do associate it with drawing. And it, like you said, it's a skill and it's a skill that can be taught you know just like mm-hmm. any other skill but we, we talk about design because you know design is one of those things that's everywhere in life and you know it, it's something that especially students tend not to think too much about so when you illuminate it like you realize that art is really everywhere
0: yeah they're just they're just pulling that phone out of their pocket and they don't realize all the all the design components that go into that
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> it, it's an app you open it up you press the button you use it but there there is. There's aspects of, of everything we do. So let me let me ask you this. And again, we're chatting with Tim Needles and you can find him on uh, Twitter and Instagram at, at Tim Needles. Let me just ask you if if you had to to start off some some kids with some uh basic Steam lessons, some things that really like you said, I'm, I'm not feeling creative. How can I how can I start? How could I get some kids feeling like they are creative?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um I like you know, short sort of creative lessons that that are sort of built around success. So like, you know, something that you could, that, you know, there's no way you could really fail at per se. Uh, yeah. Because you, you need to sort of, you know, hook the students on that success so that they are interested. I usually like, you know, fun is the, the center of those early lessons. Mm-hmm. So I like to use cardboard. I like to use like really cheap and easy materials. Yep. Uh, and then you can combine it with some really fun technology you know, there's different projects that I include in the book um, that are really good. You know, so there's, you know, we do a, a video poem uh, project that's all on the cell phone. Um, oh wow! So, yeah, so it's kind of fun. Like, you know, the cell phone has just become the most ubiquitous tool for educators and really for life these days. Yeah, so, it
0: does. It does everything. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like the Swiss Army knife of, of the <laughs> 20, 21st century.
1: Yeah, so like you know, that's a great uh, first project, and then you could kind of develop. And go into other things. Um, I I love using cardboard as as a teacher, just because you know, there's. If you want to see creativity, that's one of the best places to start because it's something that's found anywhere. It's cheap. It's easy. Even if you fail, it's you know just recycle it. Yeah. Um, So you know, we we build everything out of cardboard, um, and we have these little challenges that I'll do in class.
0: Yeah. What name? Name some. You got some. You got some fun ones for some of these educators here. I mean, some of might be thinking, yeah. I I I had them build a house. I had them build a ramp. Okay. What do I do?
1: <laughs> right, so like well, you know, I, I like uh, one of the the projects that I include in the book is a tar- uh, cardboard chair design. So, oh yeah, each, each student designs different. Uh, they they get in groups and design their own chairs, and we uh, try to have them support a person's weight. So okay. that you know, it, it it has a little bit more math and engineering to it uh-huh. when you have to support the weight. But then I also give extra points for creativity. So like you know, you show like Frank Gehry's chair or some famous examples. Of cardboard chairs and like that's a great one because really you could kind of create anything there, there's a really cool cardboard drone I saw recently that oh, was wow. built and like you know they're really inexpensive so they you know for emergency situations it's like the perfect tool yeah. because they're one-time use.
0: Yeah and, and, and exactly a lot of drones crash so of course like, <laughs> a cardboard one would be great you could you could probably fix a lot of parts on it pretty easily just more hot glue right? Yep. Yeah. So perfect. Great, great ideas, uh, Tim. You wrote on, on a blog of yours, my philosophy is that every day is another opportunity to be creative. And you talked about creativity a few moments ago. What are some of the ways that that creativity, I, I think it sometimes gets overlooked a little bit in, in education?
1: Yeah, you know, the truth is, I think most people don't understand it. Again, it's associated often with drawing and, and fine arts. But, mm-hmm. you know, creativity is really, you know, approaching a traditional subject from a new perspective and you know I like to give students limitations so if we are doing something like drawing you know you do a blind contour where they can't look at the drawing they're making or oh. you know if we're uh, doing a video you put in limitations so like you know the video could only be one second or and they have to tell a full story uh so like the wait hold on are- hold on stop <laughs> a one second video yeah how, how do you do that tim well, you know, I, I uh, I'm a fan of this uh, app, one second a day. So, like, we I'll, I'll film one second of every day of my life. So, I've done it for three years now, which is you know roughly about a half hour of video. Wow! So um, w- within that one second, I found that like you know once you get used to how short a second is, you could you just need a beginning, middle, and end with uh-huh. that, that structure, and it's a really big challenge, but it's kind of fun to see if you could find a way to do that. I'm I'm just
0: flabbergasted thinking about a second a day for three years of and and yeah that wouldn't take very long at all I'm, I'm running the math in my in my head I could imagine a teacher challenging all their students just throughout a whole school year what if they did something once every day whether that was take one second of video even five seconds of video in in one school year five seconds times 180 school days that's that's not very much but it shows a, a, a tremendous amount of progress or. a couple of pictures of something that they made each day. Um, So those kids can look back and see, I'm making progress. Yeah, there's failures along the way. We were talking about you you love that aspect of failure.
1: Yeah, no, that's so true. Like, that's the nicest thing. It gives you a different perspective on what you're doing. So like, you know, by one second a day over time, you really get to see the progress and the changes in a different way. Plus, you remember things differently because it's like these visuals – get triggered and then like, you know, I could tell you exactly where I was any day for the last three years, you know, because I have all of these visual triggers as well as the, the memories.
0: Wow. Tim, I'm I'm going to have to challenge myself to, to do that. That is <laughs> that, that is a crazy cool idea. Uh, I could talk about that for the whole rest of the show, but uh, <laughs> educators, educators want more great ideas and, and you're full of great ideas. What are, what are some of the greatest, uh, best ideas that have that if a teacher wanted to do some STEAM, I, I know we talked about it already. You said cardboard and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Does, do teachers need to have all the great uh, technology and resources and stuff?
1: Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I mean, like, you know, if, if you go to a conference, you're going to see a lot of technology. And I love the technology. I mean, I worked with Adobe and, you know, ISTE is so much fun because of all the technology. But you don't need any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I'm doing a, a terrific project right now. I'm collaborating with a science teacher at my school. Oh, great. So, um, we are researching water conservation and ecology in our area. And then, you know, the students created a mural. And now we're actually researching the storm drains and looking at specifically where the water goes to and sort of creating murals to let the public know about how important it is to conserve the water and make sure that clean water is going down the drains. It goes right back into the drinking supply, you know, and that led to beach cleanup and all of these other projects. So, yeah when in doubt, I mean, collaboration is always a great way to approach yeah. a subject too, because, you know, as an art teacher, I don't get to do that much science or other subjects, but like when you work with others, you know, it really pairs terrifically.
0: Yeah. And I'm thinking just to any teacher that wants to collaborate with somebody else in their school, all it takes is, is sending an email, sending an idea to another teacher or, or you see them at lunchtime, you see them in the teacher's lounge and say, Hey, why don't we do something together? You know, why don't we, let me share some sort of ideas?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's led to some of my, my, my favorite projects I've ever done. Yeah. Working with other people, like it just brings new ideas, and that's terrific. Okay. So
0: let's let's talk a little bit more about your book, because I'd, I'd love for educators to get a good idea, a good feel for, for what it's all about. It's called Steam Power. ISTE Publishing is, is putting it out. Again, if you want to you wanna get it, you can find it on Amazon, or if you want to get it a little bit cheaper. If you're an ISTE member, you can get a discount by going to ISTE.org available in March, 2020, you decided you wanted to write a book and you wrote a book. <laughs> what, what was your passion by it? What, why did you really want to do this, Tim?
1: Um, I, I really want to do it because it's like, I didn't see the resource uh, that I wanted out there. So I just mm-hmm. created it. And it, it's not just talking about like, I, I share 18 projects in the book that are some of my favorites, but okay, it, it's more talking about after teaching for you know 21 years, I wanted to make sure I, I could share some of what's made the Really successful projects work, Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is connecting to other people and uh, collaborating and sort of learning how to elevate some of the lessons. So it's not just the technology because the technology, of course, changes. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really adaptable. Um, You know, it's a lot of you know how you sort of do it. And you know, I made sure um, it doesn't seem like an easy fit, but I made sure to talk about sustainability as well, and that includes using student choice and autonomy and. Social emotional learning is part of uh, STEAM because, mm-hmm. you know, as teachers, I find we often kind of burn ourselves out. Um, and it's It's just so important, especially within the tech, because, you know, anyone that uses tech, uh, you're just having to learn so much and keep up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you have to take care of yourself as well.
0: Yeah. Like you said, Tim, technology keeps changing every day. So whether today coding or robotics or 3D printing looks like this, uh, 10 years from now, 15, 20 years from now, there's still going to be something that's using those types of aspects. There's still going to be some application point for those. Um, And and we need to have some certain fundamentals, some ways of thinking about those and and how are we integrating those effectively, uh, not just making it arts and crafts in our classroom.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the ideas. And that's, that's really the important thing. You're learning skills, but ultimately it's the ideas that count and and learning how to uh, face failure and learning how to be creative and, not being afraid to take challenges, you know, that's, that's the important part.
0: Okay. And every teacher could, could benefit from, from your book, all, all different age groups, even, even if they're not an art teacher.
1: Absolutely. You know, I put the challenge out to, uh, you know, everyone in my school, like bring me any subject and I will show you a way <laughs> to incorporate, you know, art and creativity and steam into it. Um, yeah. And I enjoy that challenge. I mean, it's fun. Like as an art teacher, I love learning other things. Uh-huh. you know we 'll do projects with uh the japan society we'll we 'll deal with students in Japan and do these global challenges and we 'll we'll work with you know uh, kids in a classroom and across the world and you know there 's totally different beliefs and there's totally different uh ways to approach the work mm-hmm. uh, but there 's so much learning you know what i mean like it 's not just learning the skills it 's learning all of this additional stuff about the culture and yeah. ways of life
0: and and so much of what kids learn every day doesn 't necessarily uh, just come from what's in the book, on the worksheet, in the, the activity or project that they're doing. It's the, it's the skills, it's the collaboration, um, it's, it's back to the creativity and, and being willing to try. Um, one of the other things you said in, in a blog post that I read, Tim, that you had wrote was most important advice that you'd give to students is simply to work regularly and diligently, every, each day if possible.
1: Yeah, that's basically the secret to life. If (laughs) if you want to learn anything, just do that thing and repeat. I mean, like, that's the amazing thing. Like, you know, if you don't know how to play an instrument, just start playing with the instrument. And, you know, like, you know, some people will take to it quicker and some people might take a little bit longer, but it's it's the way to improve at anything. It's just work.
0: Yeah. Or like taking one second video. I don't I don't know how to take a one second video, but I bet after three years, I'd be pretty good at it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. The, you know, the first year of doing that, you're super conscious all the time of, oh, I got to make sure I take my video. Now it's, I don't even think about it. I've been doing it, you know, for so long, it's just become second nature. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. You're going to be given a TEDx talk, uh, which should be by the time this podcast posts, it should be available. Uh, what kind of ideas, if you had to just share ideas in that 10-15 minute and you had to give like the best advice you could give people and educators. I assume that's what you've already thought about as you've been making this, right?
1: Yeah, and and you know, I think um it you know I'm focusing on creativity. So like some of what we talked about is 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 like a preview of what's to come for the TED talk. Um, you know, because it's like I think that regardless of what you teach, there's ways to bring creativity into it. And it's not always necessarily comfortable it's mm-hmm. going to make you sometimes uncomfortable especially yeah. if you're used to working with the same material but it will make the learning better and make mm-hmm. it more interesting for you as well
0: yeah and I teach high school kids and mm-hmm. and sometime at that point they they were really creative as kids you know they were, they could pretend they could they could yeah. be anything in their backyard and in their basement and they could make anything but but now they they start to get rigid and, and structured and, and sometimes they have a really hard time just loosening up and trying
1: Yeah, you know, I think what it comes down to is we're all afraid of being judged. (laughs) So, I mean, like, you know, that's the first rule of creativity is that, like, you know, if you have any judgment, if you don't feel comfortable, you're not really going to be able to be creative. And that's why the environment is so important, especially in, like, a classroom. You know, high school is all about judgment sometimes. So, it's like, (laughs) and, and, you know, the truth is that we judge ourselves, too. So, I mean, like, that's another factor. So, you really need to give yourself permission to take a risk. Yeah. That's key. Yeah.
0: And if we're as educators willing to take some risks, um, willing to try, try new things, step out of our comfort zones and and tell our kids about it. You know, I'm I'm sure Tim, your your kids know that you're writing a book. To them, they're probably like, wow, if if Mr. Needles could do that, you know, what can I do?
1: Yeah, that's so true. I mean, modeling what happens is like the key to to really, you know, connecting with students. You know, I, I really believe in authenticity as a teacher. So it's like, you know. Yeah. when you share those moments and and when you share those failures too you know when I sat down to write a book I had no idea what I was doing um and of course you have to find the right way for you I tried to set up a little you know writer's cubby where I would you know do everything like a writer it just didn't work at all I found yeah. I, I had to find my own way to write so yeah. it's it's just like anything that you're doing that's creative you have to uh find what works for you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, a couple other last questions I want to I ask Tim here. Uh, again, we're chatting with Tim Needles and you can find him on social media at Tim Needles. What do you hope for the, the future of, of STEM and STEAM education?
1: Well, I'm a big believer in um, uh, interdisciplinary uh, education. You know, I, I don't like uh, how mm-hmm. subjects really, you know, separate the learning. It seems mm-hmm. like a silly thing to me. So I, you know, my goal is to one day have a situation where I have creative freedom to, you know, just teach uh, in an open way. I mean, like, it's a, it's a long shot, but like, yeah. I really want to to just blend all of the learning together in a, a natural yeah. way. Yeah. So that's my hope.
0: Yeah, I think, I think a lot of teachers feel that way too. You know, sometimes we think, okay, put away your math book, get out your history book. Put away your history book, get out your biology book. And, and, and really, there are so many connections of all those. And if there was schools with a lot less walls and doors in between things, things would probably... Feel a lot more connected, but yeah, that's that might be a little pie in the sky at the moment. We'll <laughs>
1: yes.
0: we'll, yeah. we'll see how things go in the future. Um, Tim, I love to ask everybody if you could have somebody from from STEM or STEAM, past or present, come and and inspire the kids in your classroom. Who would you love to have?
1: I mean, uh, I w- I would have to choose Leonardo da Vinci just because, like you yeah. know, he's the the patriarch of the idea. Basically, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I don't think anyone has nailed it quite as well as he has, um, <laughs> just because he has done that. I mean, like, you know, yeah. if you look at his work, it's like he really is blending all of those aspects of science and art and technology yeah. and everything else and writing. And oh yeah. you know, he, he did it all and nothing was separated and it was all, you know, genius. So that's, that would definitely be a learning opportunity.
0: That was, that, that definitely would. I think, I think all of us would, probably feel the same way if we got the chance to to hear Leonardo da Vinci. Well, maybe someday we'll be saying the same thing about people like Tim Needles. So <laughs> well thank you. Yeah, definitely. I mean you're you're talented in so many different ways and, and it's uh, it's neat to see. I'm I'm excited for the the book. Again, it's called Steam Power coming out in March of 2020 on ISTE publishing. Any any other last thoughts, Tim, that uh last last advice, last uh anything that you could say to the educators listening to the show today?
1: Well, you know, um, I, you mentioned uh, that quote that every day is a new opportunity to be creative. I would challenge anyone who's listening to just today, you know, try to do uh, take one creative risk, try to do something that is a little bit out there that might innovate. It might be uncomfortable, uh, but it might be worthwhile too. So that would yeah. be my last thought.
0: And I think the best part for us as, as educators, uh, you and I, Tim, and, and so many other educators listening, when we take that opportunity to do something creative, then we show our students and that helps them be more creative. And, and it's not just, it's not just us doing it. It, 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 it passes on. And that's, that's pretty cool. That's a huge responsibility and opportunity at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tim, it's been great chatting with you today. I'm I'm so uh, excited to be able to have the chance to, to hear some of your great ideas and hopefully educators out there really have a new, maybe appreciation and, and some new ideas about adding, a little more art aspect or communicating with the art teacher in their schools as some, as some ways to, to really engage those kids even better.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure. I love the show. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah. And again, you can listen to all the episodes by uh, checking out the archives at dailystem.com or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. It's everywhere and leave a review that helps more educators to find it and connect with me at dailystem.com or, Daily STEM on Twitter, Instagram, wherever. I'd love to chat. Uh, Keep on doing the great things that you're doing everyday educators. You've been listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find out more information about this or other episodes, please visit remarkablechatter.com or dailystem.com.